fellow humans and mutants alike. My name is Kyle, and I am with the one and only Danny. Now, Danny, you know, uh-huh. you and Tom, what's his name? Is it uh, Tom DeLay? Uh, not Tom DeLay. Uh, uh, Tom DeLong? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> LaVey, uh, the dude who created uh, Satanism, LaVey and Satanism. You two share a lot in common in that you are both very, very adamant hedonists. But who is the bigger hedonist, I wonder? Who entices the flesh more? I think he takes it a bit further. I'm more of a cat. I'm I'm like a casual (laughs) hedonist. Like, I'm efficient in my hedonism, but I try to do it more casually. I'm not too aggressive about it. Yeah, they're pretty... They're pretty intense about it, I feel. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough blood sacrificing going on in my day-to-day to be a really a true full-born hedonist. You got a good point. You got a good point. <laughs> not enough vomiting, either. You got to set up uh, no. a vomiting game. No, I don't have one of those, yeah. like, those like uh, food challenge tubs where they have it in the center. No, yeah. it's You do the binge, but it's about the purge after the binge. Oh, gosh. What a, what a world we live in. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but enough about binging and purging. We are talking today giant-sized X-Men, and we are doing three issues today, folks. We are going through Magneto, giant-sized Magneto, giant-sized Phantom X, and giant-sized Storm. Um, thrice the giant size. <laughs> thrice the giant size we will prevail, and we shall journey through. Um so uh yeah what did you think of all right so we we were definitely both kind of like pretty much on the board that the last page of Jean gray and emma were like it was like the only page that mattered for that yeah. issue um, only dialogue at least that's for sure we we came to the conclusion that the nightcrawler issue was more or less a uh doug lock issue yeah uh, which is uh, which I was okay with. I was just it was just weird that it was yeah. called. It was it was postulated weird, but at the end of the day, it was okay. I, I just still felt that it was kind of cheating for Nightcrawler not to get the spotlight he deserved, considering an issue one Nightcrawler was a missed opportunity. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But I'm liking the uh, the reappearance of uh, the reprisal of Doug and Warlock throughout uh, some of these giant size issues. So that that makes up for it. Um, I, I do like, yeah, he does get a lot of uh, field time, as he'll joke about, in, in a lot of these issues, which mm-hmm. is unique, too. I appreciate it. And I definitely like some of the things that he starts doing. He reminded me a lot of like how like R2-D2 in the prequel movies had all these cool abilities they never utilized. Right. And now you see him actually utilizing it. You're like, why were you never well, doing yeah, this? What's, come on, man. What was uh, going on? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but they're good issues, and, and this Magneto one is more uh, isolated. I feel, yes. whereas whereas the story that was originally put forth in the Gene and Emma one kind of connects with the uh, Phantom X one and the Storm one very well. Correct, correct. They all kind of intertwine together. But yeah, this one's more or less a standalone one, and we get to see the reprisal of Namor. Uh, when's the last time we seen Namor? Was in uh, House of X, right? When uh, he tried to make that uh, telepathic announcement, Charles, and he was just, he put him in his place. It's like, I got this kingdom, bitch. Fuck off. Yeah, he's like, I'm busy. I'm doing my own utopia thing. Get out of mine. Get yours. <laughs> do yeah. yours. I'll do mine. We'll be fine. We don't have to overlap. This doesn't... We don't have to do a group project. We don't need to collaborate on societies. Yeah. And uh, you, you have a good time with that, Charles. Enjoy. You, you, 
arrogant prick, and then he said, peace out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get to see a little bit of him in this issue. But let's dive in. Let's get into this. Indeed. All right, so we pick up in, uh, in the present, and uh, we see this uh, boat, this uh, freighter, just off the coast uh, somewhere, right? And we, we see, we see uh, Magneto himself hanging out uh on that is that like a what is it a crow's nest kind of would you consider that a crow's nest it's it's a it's it's a mast of some point with an anchor on top that he's hanging out on yeah he's just hanging out there just kind of posted up like he like he owns the place subterfuging yeah even though he doesn't technically own the place yet as we find out but yeah he's just hanging up out in the crow's nest just rolling in, like looking at everything. Yeah, hanging out, and they come across this island, and uh, on this island there's a lighthouse, and Magneto makes his way onto the island and gazes off into the distance as he waits for this very, very uh, stereotypical like uh, <laughs> lighthouse keeper, maritime type of t- guy. <laughs> yeah. He reminded me a lot of the the Simpsons like character that was almost the stereotypical sea captain. Yeah, <laughs> and I like he just picks this random off the beaten path like just ledge to stand on and stare like longfully off into the distance, as if this guy has to now stroll all the way down to like the the edge of the island just to talk to him. And he's like, "Dude, you just came to my door." Wait, wait, says, no, you don't understand. The wind was blowing this way perfectly. No edge could suffice. You had to come to me. Look at this cape. Look at how it's blowing in he's, the wind. He says, listen here, buddy. You're a lighthouse fucking captain. I'm Magneto. Who knows more about thematic scenery than me? Right? Look at this subterfuge. Look Do at you me see set it? this shit. I understand up. it. I can will this. <laughs> uh, this is how you own a scene. This uh, is what he yeah. does. He's always good at that. Yeah, essentially they are uh, negotiating, right? And he mentions his... Uh, I guess his uh, contacts or clients, you would say. Yeah, he's. It turns out the dude's a realtor. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a middleman. Yeah, he's making a little. Uh, he's making his five percent off of Namor, scraping a little something off the side. You know, you deal with this. Apparently, uh, this island is having an open house. And Magneto just strolled in, and the guy was like, "You like what you see?" Uh, yeah, huh? it's not bad, right? You want a bottle of water? Sparkling. We got sparkling and still. Say I'll take it. <laughs> Please, oh God, I'm desperate. I go off of commission. Anything? Oh, what a poor bastard! Who's coming uh, out to buy these islands? <laughs> no one's coming out. Please, someone, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> it's funny though because like the guy didn't even like right away. He's like, I take it you're not just here for the scenic view. Magneto's like, I'm in the neighborhood for some real estate, if you know what I mean. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, All right, I'll talk to the owner. And I'm like, This is playing out really smoothly. <laughs> it's right? Bizarre. So. Like, I'll take it a little quick, but okay. Okay, at least they're not lagging on it. We don't have to do a three-issue arc about Magneto tries to buy land. (laughs) Exactly. We're just on it. Come on, Charles. Co-sign for me. You're born with a silver spoon up your ass. I know you have great credit. Come on, man. You got all the credit. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. What's the perfect uh, credit rating? Like a 900? I... 800? Might be wrong, but I think it's something like that. Yeah, I think it's something like that. It's not what I have, because I really never had a credit card most of my life. That's smart. It's funny. I don't have bad credit. I just don't really have much credit. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't need it, there you go. Um, yeah, so let's keep going. Wait and see. Even before becoming one of the founding architects of the mutant nation Krakoa, Magneto's destiny was irrevocably, irrevocably intertwined with that of mutant kind. Magneto's single-minded goal to protect and uplift his people above all else has been an ongoing source of strife, but rarely has he seemed so close to achieving it. Um, and we continue, maybe, there we go. And uh, yeah, we go to the past, just then, some, some obscure time uh, in the past. And we are meeting with Eric Magneto and Emma hanging out in her fancy white, white palace. Uh, they're getting down. On yep. some food. And They're grabbing, and Emma and Magneto have this chef that has four arms, and I'm like, man, another four-armed random mutant that's working as, like, the help. Yeah. <laughs> There's just these random four-armed mutants that are always inserted into these scenes throughout a lot of the X-Men issues. <laughs> and um, I never remembered any. I barely, except for, yeah. like, uh, Jumbo Carnation was, like, the only one. Yeah. And now there's like there's, like, four of them. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just wait. Give it like a couple years on Twitter. People will say we'll be tweeting and hashtagging Morlocks deserve rights too. Oh, well, of course the Morlocks deserve rights. Yeah, they're, they're second class mutants, man. They live in the sewers. Before, we gotta uplift them. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure they they're supported and and you know they have all the rights. But for now, give me my food, bitch. Where's my Morlock representation <laughs> on the Krakoan Secret Council? <laughs> oh, right. Not enough. Morlock oh. representation. You know, you know, we need at least one five-armed person. You know, we've, all, we've seen enough four-armed representation. Let's step it up. Five arms. But apparently this dude's a bomb cook, which I guess makes sense, because then you can multitask well in the yeah. kitchen. Stir a pot while checking some uh, temperatures. And apparently that's the miracle that it has been stowed away in Magneto's kitchen. He's so boasting about it, too. He's like, I had the best cook in the fucking island. Yeah. And he even mentions, let's test it, shall we? And he yeah. gets down. He's like, yeah, this bomb. He like, he, he came in his pants, I feel like, for a second. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, he, does, he does have quite that look at his face. He's like, God damn. <laughs> now, here's a question that I have. Uh, and uh, Emma goes and uh, reaches for a glass and asks uh ask my needle to top him off and he he pours the bottle uh, of whatever they're drinking uh with his powers but what part of that bottle is magnetic that's a good question uh, maybe there's like some some metal like tapering on it i don't <laughs> i I'm not sure how he's... I guess he could be putting a magnetic force field around it and lifting it. That makes sense. I guess how he lifts himself, right? But I always thought that was pertaining to the small amounts of iron within his body. I thought he needed a source to hone off of. Mm, I I guess just don't think about it too much. And, and then Reed kicks in the door and he's like, I've got a wooden gun, Magneto. <laughs> wooden, you'll never stop no, me. No. <laughs> Oh, my worst enemy. You tricked me, Reed, you jerk. <laughs> you jerk. Wow, man. 
Cheer up, Meg. You know, oh. really get out of this situation. It's not that bad. Man. It's not bad. Come on. No, he. You don't understand. He made me look like a fool. <laughs> you know, you could have tried other options. You know, you know that, right? No, no I've already been had. <laughs> I'm crestfallen. Can't you see? No so coming back. He's already in handcuffs. You know you can yeah. get out of these handcuffs, right? Yeah, that's a metal car. It's just like giving. He just killed them all right there. We need to let them put him in and then lock him up. You need to be behind bars, Magneto. Metal bars. For the no. rest of your life. Foiled again. Uh, when, when will you learn? Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Magneto is just hanging out. He's waiting, essentially, right? The guys are like, well, I'll go talk to him. I don't know when he'll come or when he'll say yes or if he'll ever say anything. And, yeah, because yeah. they cut back to him just chilling at the island, like <laughs> waiting. Like he's just walking around strolling. Chilling. He's like building stuff, cleaning stuff, builds a fire. What's, what's going on on that, that one part at the top, though? Like what? What is that? Like, what is all that fencing and railing for? It seems like there's like know. a path that's supposed to. I don't see any livestock. Like, it almost looks like it would be like a goat pen or something like that. There's like mm-hmm. no animals or anything. Yeah. Um, good question. It seems very abandoned, whatever this is, wherever this is. If it's uh, for sale, you know, you gotta. You gotta it's got plenty of like weird penguin looking birds. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it does have some. Uh, some uh some animals on the island but yeah he's waiting he he starts a fire with some uh woody he picks up um the guy kind of uh comes back offers him a little bit of coffee i think it's coffee what is it he, does he mention what it is he just says something he just warm. says something warm you up yeah, yeah. It's just some real coffee and he's just like yeah i don't know when he's gonna come you never know and then uh out of nowhere and as like, he says that yeah that sounds like him right now and the guy just walks off in the background without you seeing it yep. it's just dialogue trails off and he's already gone yeah. as as apparently superman leaps out of the ocean i don't know oh no it's namor oh it's namor <laughs> yes uh we get namor no entrance so pretty awesome entrance i always like it like the whole like weird like water bendy aspect of his powers are kind of cool i dig that yeah where he's uh, like i can swim well but i can fly too it's weird yeah um but yeah he's a. Uh... You know, he's he's his pompous, cocky self talking about like, you know, why would I why would I give this freaking human my number for an emergency? And he comes, he calls, he's like, I got an emergency for you. And what do I see? A fucking mutant. Ah, this is what I get for giving giving people my information. I get a strange call from a strange man to come to a strange land and I find a strange mutant strange time <laughs> so, magneto's like good to see you too man <laughs> oh he was like you kept me magneto was, no, was butthurt he was yeah, like, he's like you kept, kept me waiting, waiting. he's like yeah he's like i'm a king, I'm a king yeah like i don't like would you expect it the other way around i love Na- namor's just dick is on the table as he yeah. is already here he's like instantly dick. you gotta understand i'm a king everyone can't forget this yeah don't <laughs> you forget it um but yeah they more or less talk about uh, he wants this island for the White Queen. Uh, he's going to do a down to... payment, yeah. and he's trying to lower it down he's to a, a, a more. He's he's battling against he's the fifteen-year fixed mortgage. Namor's like, we could do this at thirty. Mm-hmm. I'll get you. I'll get you good 
percentage and you won't need to co-sign. He's like, yeah. I already got Emma to co-sign. She's got immaculate credit. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll get you started. Here's the key. Here you go. Um, no, yeah, they... He's like, but first, yeah. as always. Yeah, but first, you got to help me deal with some shit, more or less, if you want the yeah. asylum. And uh, that's what they do. They're off. He's like, you ready to go for a swim? Can we take a moment to acknowledge that Magneto's toting this whole thing about, and the whole reason why Emma met with him earlier was to get him to broker the deal on this, mm-hmm. because apparently Magneto, because of Genosha and Astrodam and all these other weird things, he's some sort of genius at finding like islands that are strategic and like uh, isolated. Right, they mentioned that earlier too. Like remember, remember when in abridged when they were like they needed a good place to fight and they're like, "Hey Piccolo, do you know if there's any like abandoned wastelands around here?" And he's like, "Why would? Why should I know?" And they're like, "Come on, come on, man, come on, you know." He, he's like, "There's one about three miles down the road." <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. It's pretty nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor oh, Magneto's just like, yeah. "Yeah, man, I'm the broker of this. I'm just I, the middleman." Yeah, I'm just middlemaning this. I get my five percent, and it's his out. issue. It's Magneto's issue, and he's middlemaning like a fucking, <laughs> this, a fucking reality yeah, deal. This is, yeah, I'm all about that, uh, you know, making that side hustle. Uh, oh. But yeah, so they go out uh, and do this side mission for uh, Namor, and they go into the ocean, down into the deep. Magneto gets a crazy bubble helmet. He gets, yeah, weird bubble helmet. I wonder if he made that himself with his magnetic for- force field or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but it or looks like that... there's like a there's like a gold frame around it. Actually, so, uh, yeah, it looks Namor created. Maybe he just pulled it out of his non-existent pockets. Yeah, he's like, here. Where'd you hide that? <laughs> My abs. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these rolls. Look at them. It's all, it's all muscle. <laughs> what happens when you're swimming twenty four seven? Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they go down into the deep and they see this, uh, like this giant entrance way or opening. It looks like circular opening that looks like a very uh, octopus like, right? Yeah, it's like a vault. It's like a giant vault. Giant vault. Gold, like go. a golden vault door with like mm-hmm. octopus tentacles in, entrenched in or uh, etched into all of it. And that's really why the only reason why Namor needed Magneto. Yeah, this is like, this shit's made of metal. Move it. Can you you open this door? (laughs) He's like, wow. First the the island shit, now the door. Now the door. Nobody really appreciates me. (laughs) Magneto does service work for the day. Um, I like it how he's like, he's not sure what's behind it. He's not really 100% like, we don't really know what's going on back here, but Maggie was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just find out. Yeah, bam. Yeah. And right when they open it, bam. I wonder, Octopus. yeah. <laughs> giant Kraken. I wonder what this Kraken shaped door, what could be under this Kraken shaped door? None other than a Kraken, of course. Of course. And, uh, yeah. So it, it, uh, and that's, that's, uh, what, uh, Namor even says he's like Kraken. It's always a Kraken. <laughs> he had a good throwaway about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like he's always with the fucking giant octopus. Yeah, giant so, Kraken can't win. So they uh, they do what happens? They they kind of try to fight it off, right? For a second, uh, you could say that. It seems like they're pretty inept about it. More right? or less, they have a moment, but then they just get a. Captured pretty quickly by its tentacles, and then and then instantly it eats it, it eats it right in the mouth. Yeah, Snap. and Namor used his trident even at one point. It was like, I got this, and then the thing just with the tip <laughs> of like his tentacles just was like, 
and just whacked it away. Just went, yeah. And they're so, like, well, we're, we're going to turn this around and we're eating. And then they're both floating around inside the abyss, which is the inside of the Kraken. <laughs> inside of the Kraken, yeah. So they're just like, all right, so uh, this is where we go now. I guess this was, yeah. And they keep going. It's just like, no, this is the next level. This is like the underground level, you know, the subterranean level, the level after you defeat the worm and then you got to go inside the worm. I hope it played that Mario subterranean music as they're going like, and then they have a a moment where they find some like sirens. I don't know, some like octo octo sirens. This reminded me of uh, the, like the three seers of folklore. Yeah, and like from like an Ethereum folklore and things like that. But they're like octopus sirens, so yeah. it's it's kind of unique actually seeing it interpreted that way. Because they've had a random tunnel of light that they just shot down in this random thing of abyss inside this cracking stomach. Right. And these ladies are just chilling here like, hey, what's up? A man of the sea and a man of the earth. What seek you, strangers? And they're like, uh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to open a door. <laughs> and essentially they make, uh, they're, they're playing a game with them. They're like, choose wisely between these two shells, right? Yeah, because Namor's investigating. He had sent someone down here to investigate this area before, mm-hmm. right. and they never came back. They disappeared. So, so he's like not it. even interested in that. He's just like, what happened to my crew, like or to my comrades? And she's being cryptic about it, but tries to like get him to figure out this riddle. And he dives right at it like he's a pro. He's like, oh, I get your riddle. It's simple. I'm just going to shove this fucking crustacean <laughs> down my throat. <laughs> right. <laughs> he like face hugs on them, and he's... He's on the ground like an hour, and Magneto's like, "Damn, what the fuck is happening?" Right? Oh, it's funny. It's just, it's just a moment where he's like, "I got this," and then he is out by a simple crab that just consumes him. He's struggling with that. Magneto's on the ground, and he is forced to make a choice. So he goes for the other, I guess, crystal or whatever shell thing. And uh, he, he, rather than grab it, he breaks it. Cause he like it shatters it. Yeah, he's, he's like, crushes it. he's like, he's like so fucking just cheeky about it too. He's like, well, obviously there's only one choice and it's to fucking shatter this object, killing two of them. Like in response, killing two of the sirens. Yeah. And uh, leaving leaving one, uh, and she's uh, yeah she she yeah this yeah. is like trickster fraud. What have you done? Do you even know what you just did? As she gives him a key, which is weird. Yes, yeah, she's like, do you even care about what this is at all? And he's like, nope. And they leave. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, nope, I do not. And, and he gives this to Namor, and he's like, is the island mine? He's like, fair, fair, the island's yours. And Magneto's like, good, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, I I'm don't, out. I don't even care. Yeah. Um, so he takes the key. He uh, Namor bails. Uh, he's hanging out on the island. There's snow on the island now, apparently. Um, and uh, his boat that's still hanging off the shore of the island he kind of uh looks at and he's just like the lady asked for a favor and he builds he creates his artwork his masterpiece of uh random mother mold pieces um, and like just different just, yeah, sheets of metal and like opponent and, and plants and plants like a crocodile gate and constructs this really dope ass looking tower. Pretty actually. badass, I dig it. it. Yeah, with the 
kind of how like the original during like House and Powers, how they had the uh, the mother mold ship with the head yes. kind of built into the space station. Exactly. Now they have a tower just like that. Almost, uh, I, I get it. Like uh, kind of how like you know you would take the heads of the enemies and pike them and then place them on your perimeters. Exactly. So it's like kind of like the, a shot across the bow, like a, a threat to say like yeah. we're cut, we're not afraid we're, of you. Yeah. yeah. I like the symbolism in that. This is almost like they made a giant pike tower for the yeah. head. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. And very good artwork, which I've I've liked the artwork in this. This is uh, Reyes, right? Yeah. yeah. Rod, Rod Reyes. Yeah. Reyes, with with yeah. Pikmin writing. Yeah. I like his artwork. It's different. It. It's unique. It has its own kind of style, but it's still got really, really good quality. And anatomy wise, is is actually pretty decent. Yeah. And considering he's written, he's drawing some really weird characters here it's true let me talk about this lady yeah let me talk about the smile on emma in a moment though so uh magneto uh grabs (laughs) magneto grabs emma uh takes her through the portal and uh she has her eyes closed and uh, pretty much uh she was he was giving her like a surprise and she's like you can open your eyes here it is here's the island and let's look at look at the smile that she has at the bottom look at that Gantuing. She has it's some like subterfuge cheekbones. Yeah, she's got a bit of a, a Joker smile going there. It's weird. Like her, yeah, like, her, her head seems so round compared uh, to Magneto's head. Look at, but then look right? at his face, fucking chiseled and just chiseled. showing. He's like looking yeah. right at us. He's not even yeah. looking at Emma. He's like staring at us. Staring at you, going like you're looking at that weird smile. I know you are. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he mentions just just kind of mentions the island that uh, I guess I guess Namor won it from the Danes during World gambling. War II. Yeah, during World War Two, gamble <laughs> gamble away uh, it from some Danes during World War Two. So the da- random Danish people. <laughs> so, and now we have this dope ass. Now we have dope ass island. Uh, Magneto asks to him, "What are you gonna do?" And she goes, "Send invitations, of course." And then wait to see who shows up. And that ends Magneto. Uh, Jan says Magneto. What do you think? I like the... I, I like really Magneto's presence in this. I like how he kind of was this force that kind of held everything together. But it mm-hmm. was still strange to not see Magneto being as powerful and as emboding. This was almost more of a mundane use yes. of Magneto, but I still appreciate how he was implementing He's like, look, I'm really good at moving metal, and I'm really good at finding islands, and I'll show you how this is done, and he at least excels at that, like how they've written him in the past. So that's not a shortcoming. I just feel like Magneto could have done much more in this issue, and there should have been much more going on, but the I'll new- take it. You'll love the uh, the X Men. Oh, I think it was X Men Twelve. I want to say or X Men Eleven. One of those is the Empire uh, crossover, and that's that's what you're looking for. Magneto does in that. Oh, okay, all right, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, because I thought, okay, Magneto will probably throw down in this, and he didn't. So mm-hmm. I was a little let down about that. But all the other stuff Magneto wise that he did was mm-hmm. good. Because let's be real, like he didn't fight that crack, and they were just eating. And then he didn't fight those sea harpies or whatever. They he just killed the secret artifact that was tied to their life force and like yeah. pretty much forced their hand. And <laughs> that was really it, which was kind of badass, but also not as epic in scale of what we've seen Magneto sure. do when he throws down with people. And but I do appreciate this weird almost 
oh, I want to say father daughter or like close friend kind of relationship that him and Emma showed throughout the issue. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were like the best of friends, and it's rare because I normally don't see them yeah. having that kind of relationship dynamic. I mean, he had her like l- like literally grinning fucking ear to ear like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> yeah, and. And I normally might be the ones to elevate his people, but it looks like he's like doing, he's just like that nice friend that does like favors for everyone where he's just like caught in the middle of it. Where he's like, I'm just trying to broker shit and get stuff done. Apparently, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Right. <laughs> and, uh... and they tied Namor into this. And it's almost like it's such a casual way. I wonder they if they tied Namor into this. I wonder if it's like uh, there's something more going on. Like it's pushing Namor in a direction that. That Magneto's kind of uh, he's tipping his hand to push ne- to push Namor in a certain direction. I don't know. It's Hickman. There was so foreshadowing with the key, but I feel like wow, like that was a quick foreshadowing. Like it just went by fast. It was like yeah. okay, here you go. I, I've I was in double take thinking like was Namor even needed in this issue? Like did they shoehorn Namor in this? Yeah, what you, maybe. What, maybe. Were you really laying the groundwork, Hickman, with just that key aspect and everything? Or is Namor just kind of here to remind us that he's still relevant to the X-Men universe? It's always... You never know with Hickman. Um, never, right? It's crazy. This key could be so important. That's why when I was like, all right, this key that Magneto now has is going to come up in such a weird way, and I'm not going to be able to predict it, but I'm kind of excited. Kind of excited. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Kind of, but who knows? I'm not through the roof, but I'm definitely like, all right, what's what's the key about? I need to know. Yeah, know. Uh, but, like... but just like that meme I sent you earlier or yesterday, um, you you know you're gonna be playing that waiting game, just like uh, just like the horticulturists, just like uh, yeah, all those all villains. Them. Yeah, who knows what this villain is gonna be doing? We're having a tournament of swords right now. Yep, yep. You gotta wait for this tournament arc to be over with. Um, but that'll do it for Magneto. Uh, giant size Magneto. Let's dive into, um, what is it? Phantom X. Giant size <laughs> Phantom X. Now, the next two issues are kind of uh, more linear in storyline. They follow. Yeah. They 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 kind of connect more. And they, and connect... they echo off of uh, the Gene and Emma. Correct. Issue. Now, in that <laughs> issue, remember, they went into the mind of the storm in oh. that issue, and they had this Okami moment of 26 pages of them, like, dancing and having a good time and, and whatnot. And ultimately comes down to, they got a lot of information that we, that they, it seemed like they were just having, like, their Studio Ghibli moment inside Storm's look head. Look at the elephant butterfly! <laughs> yeah, it's like, look at this! And then they're all like, no, we, she has, like, 30 days, specifically 30 days to live with this techno-organic virus in her head and he's like, like wow, what how did you that? get that out of like all these like metaphorical things going on in here this is incredibly interpretive but okay <laughs> right um so yeah we're playing off of that that's where we left off um so we start with uh let's actually before we start phantom x when's the last time you've seen phantom x besides uh, was I'm trying to think. Was did I see anything after Remender's run of X Force? I'm trying to think of Phantom X in like 2010 to 2019 era. Anything come to mind? There was some uncanny X Force stuff after that. After Remender left, and like uh, I don't know who was doing uncanny after him, but that was it. Like there really wasn't mm. anything else going on. 
And then he kind of yeah. just faded in the background. I know that there was something else they pulled him out Uncanny of. Dark Angel Saga, apparently, he was in. Yeah, but that was a playoff of Uncanny Still, so that was all right. built tied together. After that, I don't remember what the fuck he did, because I kind of stepped away. And Even if they used Phantom Axe, so I was kind of already not caring. He was. In I heard a... at one point Charles was posing as him or something. I don't know. Oh, weird. He was or in someone, Cable's but... new X-Force? Or no, wait. Apparently. Uh, Grant Morrison created him, and so I think Grant Morrison probably just put a bit of himself in him, and he also drew himself as Charles. So sure. that sense. makes or had himself be represented as Charles, and which is Grant Morrison because he wills yeah. all of his appearances in his comics. There's no no choice of his own; it's just enacted by space and time. True story. Let's yep. do an interview with him. Dude's I, crazy. Yeah, I'm, I would love to get that interview one day. He made Alan Moore look sane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And his, his two-headed snake god snake sounded god. a little yeah, reasonable say, after listening to Grant yeah. Morrison. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that snake god, you know, I'll, I'll join you one day in your practice. That doesn't sound too bad now, after all. Yeah. I'm hanging out with that, this guy one afternoon. It, Fuck. It, it's grounded in pagan realism. <laughs> this dude thinks he's trying to control me with his mind. Yeah, like, or, like, or, or the one universe is controlling us through his writing. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> back nothing. then when... Dark Angels uh, 2, and then uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the uncanny stuff and the X Force right. stuff with Render. So. Yeah. But I loved it for that. He was a badass. I also oh, liked his yeah. character design. Right from the get go, I was like, you know, character design, it seems like it would almost be considered muted or almost like too simplistic. But mm-hmm. it's just that simple colors uh, or simple use of colors of, of just black and white. Black and white. Playing yeah. off of each other. The contrast of those two. Yeah. That. That made his 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 whole superhero suit unique because there are times where they show him just all white, and he looks like that villain from uh, what was it Frank Miller did Nemesis? Do you remember Nemesis? Nemesis. Or, Mark Miller, Mark Miller. Where uh, Mark Miller wrote like a story, which if you since you haven't read that, you probably haven't read it. You might have read it and remember it, but he wrote a story where it, what would it be like if Batman was the villain? What if there was a villain who was intelligent as Batman, and the world had to like go up against him? Mm-hmm. Mark Miller wrote a story about that, and the character design, if it was all, oh, it's all when he's white. all white, it looks like yeah, a, yeah, like it looks daredevilish many ways with the cape. Yes, exactly. It's kind of like something in between that, but because of the way they use the black outline, it works perfect. It's <sighs> a very unique design. Yeah, I've definitely seen these covers of some of these books around here and there, for sure. Oh, dude, read those sometimes. Have to check this out. Yeah, have to check this out. And it's really isolated, so you can just pick it up in like one sitting and knock it out. Nice. Uh, I dig those. Um, We got Hickman and Reese. helming this i dig now reese's i dig reese's artwork in this he really gets a little abstract in this and a little more impressionistic which i dig i dig for like the whole like him going through i guess the times of phantom x so it works a little bit yeah it was kind of funny actually it it made you feel more in those times because of the way the art style represented it Mm -hmm. and that, that was the best part yeah, there's a there's a lot in this issue. A lot of character uh, appearances, a lot of storylines being tied together, and a lot of origins being kind of knitted in. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's get into it, shall we? So we start off, you know, as all things do, you know, at the sing- single single cell level, you know, and when you know a a doctor penetrates a cell and uh, implants it with its with its own thing, you know. With its own DNA, 
its own its own uh its own no i'm not i'm not gonna i'm I'm not gonna make those metaphorical jokes at the moment i'll be professional (laughs) i'll be professional it's inseminated as one doctor would say and and when inseminated uh birth birth happened i I don't i don't know where i'm going with this motherfucker was cloned and he was born test tube baby (laughs) test tube baby there's no nature here this is all science oh they they literally are going in here and they are playing god and they are doing the best they can because we are dealing with things like the weapon x program and we're seeing the birth of weapon 13 the yeah the birth of weapon 13 yeah and we see literally these babies on an assembly line and these doctors stand with their foreheads it's great i love it yeah like you're you're examining them for like quality assurance you're like oh this one they literally stamped them they fucking stamped the kids i love it it's great and uh we have one that's a that's a little different right each one's a kind of a single chromosome but they're kind of uh slightly well, different for experimental reasons i guess they're all supposed to be similar down to one specific chromosome is supposed to be different on each one but what happens is they have a fuck up where it duplicates it and they say it's like a, a one in a quadrillionth chance of happening and it happened you gotta do where they turned out duplicates like perfect identical clones yep and and the other doctor's like oh that's not supposed to fucking happen this is a big fuck up. So let's stamp one as a reject and keep the other because <laughs> we can't have any messes here. This needs to be organized, right? Yep. <laughs> Fucking stamps that baby right in the face. And that's how you solve that problem. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's funny. Um, just to think of a baby like that as like a <laughs> QA product. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Whoops, we accidentally printed too many. Well, this, this one's a redundancy. <laughs> Cut it out. Edge Get it, it the out fuck here. out. Get Let's pull the out. crank and just drop it down like a. We find they drop it down like some sort of hole that's got a incinerator in it. <laughs> they just go there right <laughs> and it just. Whoops! Not a duplicate. Let's incinerate oh, it out. Yeah. I like how the other guy didn't even notice it too. He was just like, "Yeah, man, these are all different except for, or these are all identical except for the one chromosome." And the other guy's like, "No, we fucked up. This one's identical." And he's like, "That's impossible. It's like one one hundredth of a billion chance of happening." And then he's like, "Oh, I guess you're right. My yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well." Let's get rid of it. <laughs> and gone. We must hide our mistakes. <laughs> and thus, Charlie was born. Uh, Charlie and the Baby Factory. Yeah, Charlie and the Baby Factory. What a name. <laughs> right? What a name. I oh, think we can just title that. Yeah, just name Charlie it the, the title. Baby. Just title yeah. it. Yeah, not bad. All right. Phantom X was created to be a super soldier against mutant kind and raised in the world. A laboratory whose inhabitants are unmoored from everything outside its walls, including time itself. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's keep going. We start a decade later from that situation, and that's what we're going to keep doing. We're going to keep pocket. Uh, hopping uh, decade to decade, but we yeah, start kind of like a side story for Phantom. Yeah, but we start off uh, in uh, like World War Two. I want to say, yeah, World War Two. Yeah, and with these, the Halle Commandos. Commandos. Yeah, yeah, and they're Nick Fury's out. here. Nick Fury's hanging out. They're 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 doing their thing, you know, doing some war stuff and whatnot. And um, 
I like how he tries to fit in by putting a beret, the beret on. He's still wearing his all white, like cream suit. Yeah, and it's really like uh, illustrated by the the artwork how 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 much he stands out. Everyone around him is this pastel green or or like pale brown, and boom, and he, white. He's trying to speak his best Flemish accent to blend yeah. in as a Dutch person. Like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, it's not working though. It's yeah, everyone's working. just kind of like, no one's gonna buy this, nah, man. You're sticking out, man. It's not happening. Oh, go in the back. You're gonna, you're gonna fuck things up. But yeah, they're going through. Uh, they're going through this city, and they go through this uh, base. I guess like right? dome shaped science shaped science base yeah. or military base. Yeah, military science compound. And it's kind of uh, as as they're kind of walking through all this place, they go through the dome shaped base, and then they lead out into a part of the city. And he talks. This is where he's talking about the world and what it is. And, uh, yeah, the world is a pretty, uh, weird. How, how would you explain the world, Danny? Um, the world is not in the world, the world first off. definitely is not in the world, yes. It exists in its own space that is detached from it. It almost reminds me of, uh, remember on Ultimates where, um, they had that isolated world that the Maker created, the evil mm-hmm. Reed Richards? Mm-hmm. It seems like something kind of akin more to that in a sense that they are more focusing on the, uh, I guess you could say, isolated evolution of technology and mm-hmm. biology in, in a weird symbiosis in this time-dilated location. But it's so chaotic and so erratic, it's it's almost in a juxtaposition to the normal world. So anytime these people, these normal Joes enter in, it's instantly just chaos. Well, not instantly, but it turns to chaos pretty quick. It really you know, You're looking around, you're like, down. all right, what's going on? And then all of a sudden you're like, you're beset by like all these weird robotic creatures. Yeah. Without, without any warning. It's, Nothing, it's yeah. very, it's very, it's very intense. And that's kind and they're of literally uh, freaking out. They're like, oh my God, God what's going we're on? Under attack. <laughs> was it, is either Phantom X or, uh, I think it might have been Dum Dum Dugan or one of them was it like, it's always with, Fucking robots! God damn it! We Fucking gotta robots! Robot? Always the There's robots. There's the Hydra and their weird robots. Now we got these weird robots. Right? Oh man! Um, and this is a running theme. They're gonna go into the world, and shit goes off instantly each time. Um, so yeah, he's uh, yeah. He tries to bring like a group every time. The Phantom Knight tries time. to bring a group, a group of like like some of the best soldiers of the time or best elite team groups of the time to the world, and it's always gonna go down like this. This is the theme for this issue right here. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, he's, uh, Phantom X is kind of like climbing up this tower, throws a grenade, jumps on a pterodactyl. Yeah, blows up a robot and lands on the back of a bunch, there's like a bunch of pterodactyls flying by. Yeah. And he jumps on one of them while the Howling Commandos are retreating. They're getting the fuck out. Yeah, they're like, I'm gone, fuck this. Yeah, they're like, we need to fall back, and he's just kind of like ignoring them. And he meets up with this tiny little boy. Meets up with the little boy. He's yeah. just like, "Do you want to leave?" And he's just like, "Nah, not yet." And uh, that's it. That's it. A decade later, one. we cut to we... a decade later. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, so uh, a decade later, we're met off with the Hellfire Club. Um, yeah, that was a, a twist. I was not expecting that. Right? I mean, I really wasn't expecting the Highland Commandos, but the Hellfire Club—that was kind of a cool one. In their original incarnation. Original incarnation. Yeah. yeah. With the Black Queen, and then you got Sebastian Shaw and Daniel Pierce and all them. 
was that Jason Windergard, right? Mastermind. Windergard, yeah. Yeah. Mastermind, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, he's trying to recruit he's him. Like, you guys want to like, go to the world? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you guys, you guys go to the world. You, you help me get in there. We get what we need, and you guys can plunder whatever you want. I just need I just need a team to help you get in. And they're like, this sounds like a too good of a deal. Sure. I'll take you at your word. Let's do this. And he's like, come on, let's set out. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. Um, so yeah, he gets his team. He goes, he goes out into the world. And it's great. They have this moment, right? Where um they have this like kind of a superhero moment where they're walking out and uh and we get Sebastian Shaw. He's just like Really, why why are we here again? Not that I mind. It's, it feels like uh, this is found money. And uh, Phantom X is just like, give it a minute. Oh, no, yeah, he's being funny. He's being facetious because he's like, ooh, this yeah. is quite threatening this and foreboding is, yeah. and terrifying. I'm ever yeah. sleep again. He's very sarcastic about it. And he's just like, yeah. wow, this was he's like, Yeah, he's like, really? Why did you bring us here? Like, I feel like this is this is like finding found money. Or yeah. this is like taking found money. Like this is not anything difficult. He's like, you just gotta let it, just let it set. Just let, let it. Set. It just yeah. happens. Just, just let just it. Give take me over. one more panel. Just, just give me just one. Say, let it breathe. Let it breathe. And bam, bam, chaos ensues. We got this weird cracking. Yeah, now there's like another cracking like, again. It's just like a land cracking. It's a land cracking. We got like a. And weird... it seems like the robots have advanced as well. So yeah. there's like. The robots have gotten crazier. There are also cybernetic robots mm-hmm. that are like a half octopus creature, and then there appears to be some sort of weird robot uh, gorilla thing. Like gorilla thing, yeah, like a gorilla with a robot head. It's so bizarre. It's a shawl that cracks its freaking dome. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and everyone's just like, "I am out of here," more or less. And uh, Shaw is even like I I don't remember this I didn't I, I th- like he sees it as like a ruse I think yeah like Donald Pierce just rips that tentacle from that cracking in half and he says like this is foolish we gotta get out this is yeah. dumb and, yeah. and Shaw is so pissed he's like you tricked us I'm not gonna forget <laughs> this I promise you and I'm thinking oh man Shaw's a slow burn sometimes so Fitzgerald may have to deal with this in a few issues yeah. That would be yeah. funny out of nowhere. He's like, I never forgot Phantom X. Yeah. <laughs> he like she, he drowns in like kitty. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're gonna see that that arc happen. Um but yeah, Phantom X climbs up the tower once again to meet uh the boy, now a teenager. But the uh, tower is like now warped into like warping. an MC Escher painting. Yeah. Where it's like crazy stairs. And there's like a floating eight ball in the sky it's April, like, a saturn like planet you know it's like some wacky looney tunes episode i don't even know what's going gravity on gravity is all over the place and he's just yeah. like how, how you doing he's like i'm good and this is the grown-up version of the boy now he's yeah. no longer a kid yeah he's older now yeah and phantom x pulls off his mask and reveals <gasps> he's one of the twins he's the other one who would have thunk it? Dun dun dun. Who was the reject and the keeper though? That's that my is question. a great question. I would assume I Phantom X was the reject because he got to leave and this kid is still here. Or this guy's still here, and that was originally where they were both from, was mm. the world. So I'm assuming he's staying behind. I got a bit of a did you get a bit of like a Metal Gear Solid vibe from this? Like the liquid and solid snake kind of feel? When they're especially talking about them in the labs and stuff. No, but now I could totally see it. That now that you mention it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, which is one is going to be the 
like fighting over who's superior. So the <laughs> other one seems like he is a lot more badass because he's evolving more rapidly in this this world versus Phantom X is being on the outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, they have this nice little catch up where he's like, you definitely are looking a lot better. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah. I've been good. Yeah. I've been good, yeah. How you doing? Uh, he's like, you ready to leave now? And he's like, nope. he's like no, many, no. Many children raise a world to build. A lot of things, a lot of things happening. Can't you see? Look at this. Look at Wait, this. Like, in fact, I think it's best if you don't come back. Yeah. Leave me to my work. Okay, buddy. Stay away. Yeah, he says, stay away, stay away. Um, and yeah. He says, all right, and yeah. goes to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... <laughs> like, just the hellfire club. I love this. And just goes right to fucking looks like. Hawaii. Yeah, so I, I, I love this page because it's just one page. Another decade passed and he he's just kind of contemplating. He's like, stay he says stay away from me. Well, I may I may just never go back. Cut to the following decade. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a decade to like, contemplate that yeah. and then like another decade later he's like, you don't have to go back. So it took him two decades to get back to here. It only took, he only took a decade off. Yeah. Before he uh, finds another team, pretty much. To go oh, back in there. I love his reasoning to this team, though. Yeah. Oh, it is uh, good. So tell, tell, them, tell, them, tell them the reasoning. It's great. I like the name, too, Homongonauts. Yeah, yeah, because he says, he's like, well, I went to the Avengers originally. I looked mm-hmm. around, and he's uh, a lot of a lot of has-beens, has-beens. a lot of wannabes, yeah. a lot of wash-up, <laughs> played-out characters. You know, and then I went to the Defenders and the, the Champions. champions even, even the fucking Thunderbolts. And he's like, <laughs> I saw no one of quality until I came to you, the Homunganauts. And <laughs> I'm like, and you're going, yeah, that poor fucks. sense. These poor fucks believe it. That's the sad part. How did you get them to believe this? Yeah, like, are the Homunganauts, like, that arrogant? Like, they're so arrogant that they're just like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Obviously, we're the best of the best. Yeah. I, I like his suit more refined here without the, uh, the jacket. It, it, the jacket it yeah. Little, yeah, it looks a lot more like Moon It's starting to kind of be reminiscent of Moon Knight now. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. A little, like his cream white suit. Yeah, it looks a little, yeah. uh, what's, not Snake Eyes, the other one? Oh, uh, the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a little bit of that. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the team, uh, parachutes in. Um, we even get all the names of them. I don't, they don't matter. You know what's gonna happen to them. <laughs> none, of it, none of it matters none of it matters they they find the entrance to the world the dome and they enter the world and this one's great this one is a good moment because the moment they enter everyone is just waiting for them like we got we we see the monster the the kraken monster robot we see some of the other monsters from previously and we see a lot more giant robots and they're all just kind of waiting this time and they just kind of know that this is happening like, almost. Like the evolution has plenty of time to really ramp up and get far. And then now mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like. And their entrance was very much like that uh, X Force. Or not that X The buildup of X Force in Deadpool 2. In Deadpool 2. Yeah. 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 I like how they, they use these little nods too to let you know what kind of. Like roughly what decade it is. Like how that Hellfire Club was more prominent. So that obviously had to be something more akin to. I would say like the late eighties or nineties. Yeah, yeah. Because then now we're getting a B two bomber that's that's dropping them off here, 
and that's pretty dope. So that's I would assume that's I more nineties. That. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're definitely coming in parachuting and all badass like uh, X Force in the Deadpool two movie. And yes, they are <laughs> dealt with just like X Force in the Deadpool two movie by not only yeah. do we have more of the evolution of those weird tentacle cracking creatures and those little robots, but now we have giant robots that have evolved out of it. Yeah, and and they're just waiting. And the moment they get in, they're just like intrusion detection, kill them. And they and go remember to town. the apes, the apes with the dome heads. Yes. They've evolved into like people with yes. like dome heads with like tentacles Tentacle on them, things. like uh, yeah. octopus, Dr. octopus tentacles. They're they're robotic. A little bit. But yeah. Look, there's that cat holding a gat. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I it's like that. a cat floating in the air with like a fucking space helmet on, holding like a oh, clock. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Like, He's like, I'll light you up. Like I'm not even gonna joke. I'll gun you down right now. You came into my territory. Yeah. And that's what and they, they have those weird Galactus-sized robots that are just fucking shit fucking, up too. Just fucking things up, but yeah, they take out all of them except for one in Phantom X instantly, and she's just like, "You knew this was going to happen." And he's just like, yeah, it did, but I thought this wasn't going to happen so quickly. I thought we would last a little bit longer. And right as he's saying that, she she dies. She explodes. Yeah, because he falls with, he's like, but yes, you, you probably were never going to survive. But yeah, he And then it. she's like, I yeah, she's getting vaporized. And he's like, well, well, I was uh, absolutely expecting to make it past the front door, but uh, I wonder how far I'll get. And sure enough, he runs into the other guy again. It's yeah. if this time he's got a suit. And this time, yeah, suit. he's got a suit this time. It's, it's, it's like purple offensive. and black stripe with these weird, like, kind of... Yeah. Uh, look like, like electrodes sticking off of them, like, kind of points of energy. I don't know. They yeah. look like they can conduct, but he's not really anything coming out. They're lit up, kind of like an arc reactor. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, but he's just all like, you, you, you're, you're from a memory of a time long lost... Um, something out of the corner of my eye a hundred years ago. I like that. I kind of want to say that to someone. You just, well, you're just yeah, something out of the corner of my eye. Time is passing. Yeah, in, in so real fast to him. him. Yeah, when they leave, they're in a different timeline. So, like when he comes back, it's literally like a hundred years. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and and Phantom X is like, oh man, I gotta get out of here. This is weird. And he's yeah. like, we're building something here. It can't be stopped. It can't be stopped. Yeah. So he bails. Um, jump to the 2000s and jump. now we get some Grant Morrison era Star or Star Wars Grant Morrison era um, uh, X Men. Yeah, look at those, look at those Grant Morrison look designs. At those designs, man. Um, but yeah, we get Phantom X with uh, Wolverine and Scott, and uh, they're hanging out. And Scott's a little like, uh, what are we doing? Tipsy. Let's, yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's drunk lamenting about their yeah. position. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm tired of being a militant leader and trying to be a teacher and trying to save it. I don't know what we are anymore. All we have is missions. I'm just bitter. And then he just falls over on the floor drunk. And then yeah. Max walks up and he's like, wow, some drinker this guy is. He's uh, And he looks at the Wolverine. He's like, yeah, you said this guy's one of the best. <laughs> Wolverine looks. It's weird. It's a weird moment. Wolverine's just like you shut your fucking mouth. Scott's the greatest man alive. <laughs> There's nobody I'd rather have in my corner than Scott Summers. And that'd be, that's funny because they'd be a fast forward a decade later and they hate each other bitterly. Right? Oh, yeah. that's weird. Oh, that's uh, yeah, good stuff. So they they go off and uh, start this uh, mission. It looks like they recruited uh, Scott and Wolverine this time. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, so they go and uh, as they go, uh, what? They're assaulted by aim soldiers. Kind of assaulted, yeah. That's what yeah. Because they return to the they return they return to the military dome that contains the world. And upon entering, there's just like a bunch of aim scientists that are like decked out with just some huge fucking cable like guns. Yeah. And they're lighting them up, but they don't they don't they don't face them because obviously Wolverine's leading the charge. So he's like, okay, bullets, whatever. And Phantom X as well. He's got a healing factor. So, and he's kind of having a nice conversation about it. He's like, X Men, what's that about? Like. Because the AIM soldiers recognize Wolverine and Scott as X-Men. Yeah. And and Phantom X is not uh, affiliated with them as much. This is like his introduction. Because Grant Morrison was the one that introduced him in the X-Men storyline. So this is right. during his run when he becomes legitimately aware of the X-Men proper. Right. Even though he was a part of a you know Weapon X facility that was eventually built to take on mutant kind and X-Men alike. But he was just like, oh, so you guys are those X-Men. Oh, you're the people I was supposed to kill. Yeah, come check out this place of the world because you might get your wish. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, so he's weird. He, he's weirded out. He's like, this isn't, this don't seem right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the world has developed antibodies, yeah. like almost like biomechanical antibodies that detect when foreign organisms breach the entrance to the world and respond right. in in aggression. And you. And you'll actually see this theme continue on as he still tries to. Because keep in mind, we're in 2020, and it's still only the year 2000 in this issue. So we still got some more world to deal with. But yeah, they're besieged instantly, like last time. Yeah, so like right as they get in, uh, bam, they're they're assaulted on. And um, and he books it again, leaving them to fight. And yeah, he, like, where are like, you going? Where are you even leaving? Every and he, time. He's going to meet that brother of his or clone of his clone, who's yeah. got who seems to have competed, completed his fucking energy suit that's now arcing lightning yeah. and energy out of it. It looks actually pretty dope. I dig it. I dig it. Do you remember during Civil War when there was that character who survived and he started dressing in spikes called himself Penance? Penance. Yeah. And it was like the, the spikes that he had like kind of like a Iron Maiden suit where there were spikes on the inside that hurt him when he used his power. Yes. But he okay. could channel it. Yeah, like that kind of reminded me of that at first. Like this was like a cross between that and like something Iron Man S. I, I really do like the design though. I think it it got cooler as it went on, and it was like a cool way to show progression of time for him as an individual. Yeah, just like how everything else has gotten crazy. Like look, his suit's gotten fucking crazy too. Yeah, look at those, it's, look at oh, those foot spikes. Yeah, they, ooh, that'll that'll cause some damage. Yeah, that'll kill a person. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but yeah, the, what do they mention to each other? Uh, He's like, it's been like a couple it's, thousand it's just, years. Yeah, we've been doing so much shit, man. You don't even know what I've been doing. Oh, man. And he even mentions earlier before he kind of walks up to him, he goes, uh, I, I built the world, but look, I've broken the world. Yeah. He said, <laughs> at first I built the world, but then I decided, why not break the world? Yeah. See how this works. So fun. He's the guy. It's a primal direction of man. It's a primal direction of me. And, and then he's like, "Hey, by the way, are you even real?" He's right? like talking to fan of He's not even right? sure. He's like, he's "Wait like, a minute, like, are you just like a memory. childhood friend of mine or something?" I yeah, feel. he's like, you, "You seem like a ghost of my memory. Like, I'm not even sure if I'm seeing you right now. I see you occasionally, but it always seems so long and far apart." And he's not able to associate anymore the phantom is like from the outside. Right. He just knows the nonsense that is the world. He's so, he's so, I guess you could say sheltered. A little sheltered. 
Bullshit. Yeah, from yeah. from the rest of the world, from, that's for sure. Yeah, literally sheltered. And he seems like a god here, so it's not like this place bothers him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm good. I get to live for a thousand years. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, we go uh, less than a decade this time. Yeah. Um, and we're on Krakoa now. We're in present time, apparently. And uh, this is when we get uh, Phantomax just kind of uh, talking to one of these random meme soldiers that he paid uh, as a, like uh, just a henchman to help him out. <laughs> I don't think we're at, on Krakoa. We're at a or like uh, a teleportation uh, way yeah, pass or waypoint near. Or yeah, like near. This could be even no. There's a mountain in the background. I was gonna say, isn't this Central Park because of the trees? But then I'm like, wait, no. there's mountains, so no. <laughs> but apparently, he's he's meeting his therapist, one of the AIM soldiers that he hired to give him psychological therapy. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so uh, as as they're talking, uh, we're met with Doug, uh, Storm, and uh, Saint Croix. Oh, look, but don't skip over what he says though. He says, "Hey, man, listen, I'm just an evil scientist from Boston. You could spare me the Flemish therapist routine." He's like, "Okay, I'll just be real," because he's saying, "Isn't this stuff all just seem ridiculous and like unbelievable?" And he's like. <laughs> Hey man, like I've I'm seen just, it all. I'm just here I'm just for the here money. For money, man. Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's nothing to go wow me. And then, then the mutants roll then in, the mutants which I think, in, yeah. yeah, that's M, right? And then Monet Sinclair. Yeah, it's funny. I've never seen her drawn with like that kind of red and gold like that. Mm-mm. I don't think I've seen. I dig it. Even... I really dig it. it. It has kind of like a, a Wonder Woman kind of vibe. But, yeah, yeah. Even in the next issue, she's wearing the other outfit she had and. House yeah, her classic powers. like black, white, and red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Storm is like, no better way to put this. I'm dying, and I think that something from the world could help me live. So you're gonna be our guide, and help us understand how this shit works. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, you understand how this works? I'm gonna need to talk price. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Are, yeah, I need something. Little something, something. <laughs> but they t- they talk shop and they get uh they go through the portal, and uh, I guess they have a portal next to it. Yeah, that takes them right to where the world's at. Takes them right to the dome, pretty much. And they enter. They enter the dome, and <laughs> as they enter, we get Doug just going like, "Hey, man." Can I ask why you're here? <laughs> Talking to yeah. the AIM soldier? <laughs> yeah, he's like, how much is he paying you? Because he finds out a therapist. He's like, how much is he paying you? And he says, a lot. Seriously, it's a ridiculous amount. Like, change your identity, leave your wife and kids, and disappear forever money. And, and Doug's like, okay. He's like, so excited to tell him that. Right? He says, but I bet. And you hear this internal monologue inside of him as they're, they're changing out. He's And you see what they're seeing. He yeah. says, I bet it's not, it's not enough. enough. Yeah. And, and Phantomox says, welcome to the world. And you see floating Easter oh, Island man. heads. Floating as, it looks like uh, Olmac heads. Floating yeah. eyeballs, crystals. There's some uh, pterodactyls in the back. There's like a spaceship with a floating brain mm-hmm. in it. Some sort of giant robot that it looks like reminiscent of a child's toy. Yeah. And then more and more crazy stairs everywhere. It's insane. And yeah. that's where it ends. It ends there. Or does it? Because we da, jump da, da, into the next issue, which is a little the same Pretty story. much just jumps, uh, takes off. So, but a little catch up with what's going on with Storm. 
and how she got to where Phantom Ox was. Right. We get a uh, but that was that. a good issue. That was a really good it. issue. I, I appreciate it. it. I liked how they tied in all the older storylines mm-hmm. and they kind of made it feel like it was weighted and canon. Yeah. I, I appreciate the fleshing out of Phantom Ox and this like weird death dance that he's been doing with the world for all of his life. Like he's been stuck in a tango with it that he can't escape it right. due to his ties to his brother or his clone. His clone brother. Um, I'm, I'm not you. I'm me. I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. You're not me. You're you. <laughs> it's so confusing. Oh, um, Arnold, you need to do more clone movies. Well, oh, please do more movies where you're a clone. <laughs> so good. The sixth, what is it? The sixth uh, day? Is that what it's called? Uh, the one where he's yes. like. Yeah. yeah, that sixth day is when he's a clone. The end of days is when he's fighting Satan. That's where he's fighting. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay. Not to be confused. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into giant size uh, storm. I like to point out in the last one there was a parental advisory on the mm-hmm. cover. I could not figure out why. Did you? I guess they incinerated a couple people. Yeah, but that's that's happened plenty of times. Pre- I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of though. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Nothing really out of out of the ordinary. But so uh, just no reason. <laughs> yeah. No reason. No reason. Um, yeah. Let's jump into storm. This pretty much takes off uh, where it's at, and I'm liking that these giant size have somewhat of a cohesive story throughout some of them. It's uh, mirroring very much what Hickman was doing with the X Men issues, the single X Men issues, where they're coherently kind of pulled together a little bit. Yes. But not not all entirely, but not exactly. At least yeah. a few of them. Yeah, exactly. And in this, uh, we get Hickman writing again, but uh, no Reyes, Reese. Um, It's Dodderman. Dodderman is uh, doing the artwork for this. What do you think of the cover? I dig the cover. The cover actually was pretty cool. It was one of those kind of weird covers where you thought that the the, the amount of white and and kind of ionization of, of the image would hurt it. But really, it actually doesn't hurt the image at all. It kind of helps it. It makes it seem more realistic that she's channeling her energy. It doesn't just look like a cheap effect. It actually flows really well with the actual yeah. drawing itself. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. I dig it a lot. And her hair is crazy as always. As I can a- never tell how much hair Aurora has. People must go to town. Artists must have fun drawing her. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to draw her hair. It's so crazy. It's going to be fun. I'm going to have a good day. Well, well, think about it. If you wanted to get it all on on this cover, you would need like four more pages just to fill it out. Yeah, You'd yeah. Have a page sure. on top, a page on the side, and a page on the left. <laughs> oh, it's uh, good stuff. Um, yeah. Let's get into this. Uh, we start off now. I, I like this first page. We get some really cool designs throughout uh, this book, where we see kind of like the techno organic virus kind of taking over, even in like the background of yeah. the panels and stuff. And and this is a specifically modified version of the technical organic virus. It's functioning the same, but it's not the traditional one. And mm-hmm. it is going to kill Storm in 30 days, as we yes. took an entire issue to find out. Yes, and that's pretty <laughs> and, much what Jean just kind of summarizes here. Yeah, she it's says, like, we don't, we tried everything. We can't figure out how to fix you. So we're going to try some radical shit. <laughs> try some weird shit, yeah. Yeah, I do uh, love how that illustration interlocks with while she's telling her the story. And you can see the kind of the circuitry bleeding over the panel 
Yeah. And uh, Gene's like, you know, we've talked to Peace, we talked to Forge, we talked to all the geniuses. Um, we don't know how to say this, but we don't know what to do. I'm sorry. And they're all like, oh no, what are we going to do? Hope for a miracle. And, and then when Ace <laughs> Claire just walks up, he's like, we might have found a miracle. Yeah. You're like, oh, I gotta love comic books. But, uh, before, before that, uh, even Emma's just all like, you guys know we could fucking resurrect, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, there's a time in this issue where Storm is like, stop playing games of my life, and it's like they don't. That's all they do. You're all immortal. Who cares? Yeah, this is a different just KO and pa- res paradigm now. You have to evolve beyond that. That concept. I would have killed her as like a precautionary like measure. Just right. in case it spreads from touch, I just isolate her and and just vaporize her out of existence. I'd have like Jamie or like uh, Proteus or any one of those reality warpers wheel her out, wheel her out of existence, and just clone her out. Just start over. Yeah, this is like I, I don't see the issue with this. Like anything, anything. Like I said, we were talking about this when we first read about the resurrection protocols. Like I get a fucking cold or I fucking stub my toe. Kill me. Start over. Yeah. Even uh, Emma was talking about upgrades too. She made the joke about it. She's like, Are you sure you can get some upgrades as well? Yeah. And, and, and so it's like, You talk too much. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> Stop having fun with my life. This is my life. And yeah. we're like, eh, For now. <laughs> yeah, for now. I mean, we can get you another one. And there's a plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Not a limited supply. They even got Kitty to resurrect, so apparently anyone can come back. Yeah, it's not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yeah. That's when uh, Monet comes in and it's like, yeah, I think we we got we solved it. Let's do it. And that's when we cut to the title page. Antiviral. Following a fight against Orcus and the Children of the Vault, Jean Grey and Emma Frost discovered that Storm has been infected with a machine virus that will kill her in 30 days. Meanwhile, Phenomex has recruited a team to break into a into the high-tech laboratory known as the World. We got a 30-day death guarantee or your money back. Call now. Bam. <laughs> No one, no one picks up though. That's that's the unfortunate. Of course, but, no. Yeah, it's all fun. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> so then we get this cuts oh, of Douglas and his jetpack. Douglas, look at this Douglas shot right here. I love this shot. Oh, it's he great. Seems, he looks so badass in this moment, though his legs look kind of funny in the background. Like oh, he's like way, little, like little way flopper. taller than he should be. But yeah, him with his rocket pack. He flew is awesome. out of his boots, maybe. Like he's blasting so quickly, his boots flew off in the background. <laughs> uh, but I do love that shot. That's cool. I like that Douglas now feels less than just like I can encrypt things and decrypt things, and I can recode. And I'm, I'm not that cool, Emma. And he's like, "Nope, jokes on you. I am fucking dope as fuck. Get out of the way, everybody. I'm yeah. on Monet's <laughs> level." He really does feel like he's on Monet's level with his ability yeah. to understand things and his ability to react to any situation using, um, I want to call um, Warlock's like symbiotic like ability because it feels like almost like if uh, the symbiote was like a techno organic symbiote that could not only shape into whatever you want, but it could like produce energy, mm-hmm. so it could shape into whatever you want and then make like a functioning energy shape exactly for like yeah. a cannon or a jetpack or like a fuel cell. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of that symbiosis play out. Yeah, because it really functions even on his body. Like, it kind of ripples like like how like the Venom symbiote does. Which I've never seen them draw it like that, with that kind of, like, that weird viscous black look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, very yeah. Venom-like. Yeah. 
which I dig. I dig it. Um, but they're all like, what are we looking for? And and is just like, I don't know, temporal he's trying to find a He's trying to find security, like pa- a password or a way to get a, circumvent the security system right. that may exist. And she's like, we already got one. It's called my fist. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, rips Bam. the door off. Fucking rips that yeah. door. It's great. Great moment. And Doug's just like, oh, I guess this works. Yeah. And they walk in and they meet up with the aim soldier. That's just hanging out, drinking a glass of wine, cuddled up with a with a suit on. Really weird. His suit's on, but he's cuddled up like he's relaxed. Yeah, it's <laughs> Ned the AIM scientist. I think he Ned. was the same he's the same scientist, the same scientist. was doing therapy for Phantom. Yes, yes. Yeah, and guy. he was actually expecting someone else, and he's like, Wow, I never expect you to just rip the door. Oh, who are you guys? Oh, and they're yes. like, Who is Monet's like who are you expecting? And he's like, Not you. Not you. <laughs> the dog's making fun of him. He's like, you just waiting around in your suit? suit and he's like, like, well, I was actually waiting for somebody. He's like, this is not important. No, 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 no. I, it's funny. As like, Phantomox walks up and he's like, he's waiting for me. He's waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Doug is just hung up with like, who are you meeting that requires you to be ready in a suit? Like, Doug is just like, what's happening? He's this really is adding up. And he just rolls up to the scene like Phantomox is like, just not even caring. Like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, Way to go to the world. Like, don't you understand? Like, we got stuff to take care of. And now they're in like kind of a similar mission negotiation that they were in last time in the uh, his issue, but it's more playing from their perspective. Yeah. So you get a little more back and forth and they're a little more negotiating that Aurora is not happy about. You didn't see it in the other issue, but in this issue, you clearly see that he is, he is pushing her uh, limits of patience. She's like, my life is in the balance. And I'm instantly like, no, it's not. They'll just resurrect you. Who cares? Yeah. And he, he even says, like, you gotta understand, lady, I'm just negotiating what I, my, the cost is and how much I'm worth. Yeah. I, I'm a working man. Can't you respect that? <laughs> he was like, after he gets mad, he's, she gets super aggro, you know, does a little hissy thunderstorm. Yeah. And Phantom X is just like, so you're paying. I'm just, I'm just yeah. asking. I'm just asking questions. I'm the one asking. Yeah, I know. yeah like it. I'm not trying to fight. I just yeah. need to know that. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing any fucking charity work here. Yeah, you understand? Oh my goodness, it's so funny. This little like diatribe that the uh, the, the AIM scientist goes on about <laughs> right. his education, yeah. <laughs> and ten years of doctorate degrees, <laughs> advanced studies, only to get tricked into working at AIM by just any toys and <laughs> oh, this guy. What yeah, he's so lamenting. It's beautiful. And it's great because you know he's brought to be like just a body that's going to die or so we think. Yeah, he's such a red, he's a red shirt. Like he's, he's a, a fucking shirt. Star Trek yeah. red shirt. Yeah. And now sure. we see the latest version of the world when they enter because he has the secret passage in like a token to get him it's through. Like a token, yeah. And a, a lot of the little fro- floating brains have now turned into these weird spherical domes that have like black symbiotic liquid on them. Mm-hmm. And they're like eyeball brains that are green. And then everything else is like weird floating space dragons, symbiotic dragons. And then there are these pyramids that are floating around. But yeah, it seems like everything has evolved or coalesced and unified into a more stable species. It's the, the diversity, the, the uh, evolutionary diversity has kind of gone down, it seems. Yeah. So they, they have reached a, a what seems to be an apex, that's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Because they are sort of down. Off. 
It seems to be yeah. they're, they're fighting each other. It looks yeah. Like. The dra- the weird space, the weird symbiote dragons are fighting the weird floaty symbiote eyeball creatures. Yeah. And the red beams are fighting the blue beams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's been told before. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go off and they. Uh, well, Douglas first is just like, uh, which he's he's got he's a little hesitant, right? He's like, he notices that there's like some weird battle going on, and he's like, which way do we have to go? And he's yeah. like, you know which way we gotta go. Any points right towards the freaking battle? And he's like, all right, so not so lucky. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, welcome to the world, everybody. Isn't this great? And, and it's like, what, what's that battle going on over there? He's like, don't worry about that. Okay, well, where do we got to go? And he's like, right towards that battle. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, fuck. Um, we get this yeah. dope fucking interest oh, panel, man. though. This panel it made even great. look, it made even Ned look dope. Right? <laughs> fucking Ned. Gun back running. <laughs> it's like leaping 20 feet up into the air. I like a. <laughs> Uh, M takes her penance form yeah. and like goes upside down. That leap of combat that Phantom X is doing is, is pretty badass. Storm is doing good, but Doug still take it. The fucking Doug. scene, like he's like flaring up, or flaring up his symbiotic warlock's mm-hmm. energy around his body, and it's forming into this battle suit. It's awesome. it's dope as I fuck. Dig it. I dig it. Uh, Doug. Because remember when they were evolving to their their final form in the House and Power or in the Powers issue where they were ascending. Yes. When they ascended, they kind of had the form that Doug has with his head kind of having that circular dome. A little with bit, the, like, yeah. It's kind of empty like that, yeah. yeah. They, they kind of look like the many, oh, what were they called? Uh, I already forgot the name. But yeah, they kind of look tech- like this. Te- te- the, the technarchs? Technarchs, yeah. Were they te- technarchies, I guess? No, yeah, I think yeah. there's another name for the tinier ones. But uh, yeah, he looks like a miniature version of that with like some warlock features a little bit. Yeah, because then Warlock makes a big debut and, and Doug's like digging what they're doing with the suit. And yeah. he's like, hey, just you know, looking out for self's friend, and, and just want to want you to be protected, buddy. <laughs> it pops out. Just smile at Doug's like, yeah, man, thanks. He's like, good job. You're my best. As they let Your their guard buddy. down, and, and then, then boom, they're blasted <laughs> fucking 10, 20 feet away. <laughs> just bam, hit. That's why you don't fucking get distracted in battle. But yeah, and then uh, Mone kind of hops in and. Uh, Fucking does, lobotomizes does, that brain. Yeah, it just fucking takes it out. And uh, we get Ned over there just kind of like, I could use some help. He looks over to Phantom X and he's bailing again. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, Yeah, he's already not. just gone. And, yeah. and Storm's like, all right, I'll step in. And she starts doing this like whole talk about like, hey, the, I can sense the, the wavelengths of the world and mm-hmm. feel the, the vibrations in the wind. And I understand that there is such a, a vulnerable manipulation in this world that I can just pull on, that I can cause everything to change and, and take hold of this situation. But as she's doing it, it seems like the, the weird techno-organic virus inside her, the unique one, is starting to take hold and, and consume her in a way. Yeah, and it takes over her body and and she's out. She's out. And then uh, minutes later, she's she wakes up. Her body's completely like consumed with these with this virus, or at least her faces, and she's yeah. kind of waking up. Everyone's around her, kind of like, "Wake up, yo, wake up." Um, she's like, "Did it work?" And they're like, "Well, of course, we're still yeah, alive." Course. Yeah, look at us. Look but, at <laughs> but look at you, like you're you're. It was at a great cost. Like you're really fucked up. Take it easy right now. Relax. Yeah, and uh, Ned goes off right. Um, about, 
what does he say? He says like he talks about the the experiments a little bit, have this closed off environment. And yeah, he says these radical evolutionary experiments, like they're they're normally comp- competitive things, like organic and technological aspects of it. They have a tendency to, or accidentally or terminally, become intertwined, and that's what he's essentially talking about: is the organic and and technological intertwinement of this world. And the battles that come from that, mm-hmm. from the creatures that are tied to the evolutionary traits of that. Okay. Okay. So he's like kind of breaking down the situation and kind of sciencing it up for them so they understand what kind of battle is being fought and why the world is reacting in the way it is. He says it's straight up like a science experiment gone awry, but it's also what we've seen from what was preluded in House of Powers about this constant struggle between the organic aspect of nature and the techno organic aspect of nature with the humans versus the mutants right and uh yeah so uh as that's happening uh as he's talking uh, we kind of uh go over to uh phantomax who's talking to his his clone again and his clone is uh not as upgraded a little upgraded but he looks more jacked he's yoked as fuck definitely more jacked yeah yeah i got fucking swole over here look at this dude jesus that's all all he's had time to do to do is work out well i mean uh ned was explaining to him like all this stuff and they were going into the pyramid and they stumbled upon a room because they were talking about phantom x and they're like maybe we'll find him and they walk into a room full of just murdered murdered (laughs) they're just both standing above him like uh, Phantom X and his, and his weird clone brother, and he's like, uh, this is this is gonna have bad as it looks, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I promise, guys, just hear me out. <laughs> yeah, but Ned kind of just goes, uh, he doesn't even care. He's not he, continue, he's he continues like, this conversation, it. yeah. He's like, this is the machine we need to climb into the field and, uh, and control it and whatnot, and yeah, put her in the jello field. So they they throw uh, they throw uh, storm storm into, the jello into like this jello pyramid. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. in there like sloshing around, and uh, uh, he's he's trying to separate it. I guess separate the yeah, the virus from her. Because one of the aspects of the the world is it, since it's a, essentially a functioning science facility, he it has the ability to reverse engineer the merging and and bleeding of the t- the technology and the organic. And so that's what he's playing off of here now is he's going to try and reverse some of the stuff that the world normally deals with is is separating your organic self from whatever technology may have led into you. And maybe that kind of system will work on Storm and take this weird techno-organic virus out of her. But it looks messy and it definitely doesn't look comfortable as her face begins to (laughs) contort into like a weird caricature drawing of herself. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Ooh, that doesn't look uh that doesn't look fun. But as that happens, we get blasting into the room more of these t- eye tentacle things. And uh and Ned's just like, Oh hey, look, backups arrived. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Storm's even starting to realize the folly in this because she's saying, yeah. Why am I going through all this if I can be resurrected? Right. Why struggle? Why fight? Like she's doubting herself. She's like, Fuck, Emma was right. Maybe I'm doing this the wrong way, but then she's still trying to see it from the positive side. Yeah, she's trying to find, I guess, meaning in life as she monologues and the value where what. what yeah, value what's the value? 
What's the value? Is, of endless? is there what is purpose? the point of this endlessness? Yeah. Yeah. As, as everyone's getting the shit kicked out of by the reinforcements. Everyone's getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. And these guys. They're tasing poor Ned. <laughs> yeah. They're tasing Ned. They're fucking a Monet. And they're about to shock the fuck out of Storm's jello mold. But uh, as that happens, she says, No, I am mutant. No, I am goddess. Yeah. Yeah. She says, We're not, we're not just. I, this isn't a series of do-overs and restarts. This is everything is one step towards the same goal of fighting for who you are and who I am as a fucking mutant. I am a goddess. I am omega level. And yeah. she cracks out of the fucking pyramid, cured, mm-hmm. and ready to throw down. Yes, she is. And, uh, yeah. And then uh, that's it. It's over. <laughs> full strength. Yeah, she's back to full strength. She one-shots them all. And she thanks, she thanks Douglas. She says, like, you know, I appreciate what you did. And he's like, hey, I'm amazing at field work. I wish people knew more about that. Mm-hmm. And she talks to Monet, and Monet is like, finish up the battle. And she shifts back to her penance form and is like, hey, glad you're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't touch random shit. Or wait, how did she get it again? She touched the door from the vault, right? Uh, yes, Bruno, back in the, uh, the Children of the yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, at the end of that issue, yeah, correct. That was, like, X-Men issue freaking six. Six, I believe, yeah. yeah. But they're immediately startled because when they look back to the containment field she was in, um, the techno-organic virus is still there, and it's trying to break out. Even though it's separated from her, it's now attempting to assimilate and attack them mm-hmm. through the virus. But Ned's on top of it because he has some sort of that gun he's been carrying the whole time. His splooge gun. It's, yeah, it's a weird splooge gun that splooges all over it and puts it into a stasis. Yeah, he's like, I came prepared. I was expecting this. And he splooges yeah. on it and he puts it into this containment field, more or less. And it's like this, this it, it retains this orb shape. Um, it reforms it into yeah. a sphere that has like an eye that looks like a keyhole. It's weird. Yes. And uh, Doug's just like, hmm. He's, he's kind of intrigued and weirded out and all this. As that's going on, uh, Phantom X goes up to his clone brother and is like, you dare I ask? You ready to leave? And he's like, I think you know that that's never going to happen. And then he's just like, well, I guess it's, uh, I guess I'll stay. I guess it's a good time to stay, right? I'll, I'll hang out. I'll hang out for a little bit. See what's I'm up. Good. I'm going to leave these fucks back to the real world. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you in, like, I don't know how long it takes, but it'll probably be, like, a thousand years skip or something, but I'll see you in a thousand years after I leave these guys at the door real quick. And then Store turns back and notices that Ned's not leaving yet, and she says, are you ready to go? There's a whole lot of money waiting for you when you get back. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Just just, just forget it. Just forget it. I think I'll stay here. (laughs) She's like, you're staying too? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's all like, yeah, this is like an evil scientist's dream lab. <laughs> it's an entire world that's a lab. Hell yeah, I'm staying. So yeah, he's yeah, it's like, are you kidding? Like, why would I? This is this is the best place for me. Yeah, and uh, Storm thanks uh, thanks him, and they they kind of head out. And uh, that is it. But we get an epilogue to the story, and we get Doug. Um, Kind of talking to the egg, or the, or the weird, orb, the orb, yeah, the that weird the orb that came out of Ned spraying it with his spooge on that weird containment pyramid that contained yeah. the technical virus. He says, "You ain't fooling anyone anymore, Orb. I know that you're sentient." 
Yes, he knows because he says, uh, "Oh, it talks, and if you talk, you have you are life and you're sentient." I know what's going. Well, on. Yeah, he says he says that your the energy you're throwing off is not going to trick someone like me. It's clearly a form of language, which means that you're conscious and it means that you're sentient. And I know that you got something you want to say about that, huh? And it says something in not her Cohen, but something else. And, 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 and Doug just says, yeah, I'll be seeing you too, buddy. And leaves. <laughs> so we get sentient ball creatures going to come up later. I don't know. Maybe we'll see how Hickman. that goes. Hickman. <laughs> you never know. You never know. We got a tournament to get through before we got like five arcs to close off. Hickman is like throwing like nods and secret, uh, seeds everywhere i'm i'm starting to have trouble keeping track of them <laughs> i think he needs to just like yeah. chill out with the the prelude he might need to turn it down at least cut out like do one do get close off one if you're gonna add one more oh, you're at a point where if you're gonna add one more close off another i don't think he's closing off any of them he's just adding them he's, he's going to add adding and it's out of control Fuck. Uh, maybe he's just trying to throw seeds. He's like, if I throw enough seeds out, technically I'll be writing uh, X-Men for years, even though it's not me writing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People just feed off these seeds that he plants. There you for, go. For years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his plan. I don't know what, 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 uh, what to expect, but I trust him. I hope he doesn't make me lose that trust. For now, I will. I will gladly wait for the anticipation but that does it for this issue of giant size x-men storm issue number one which i don't do you think they're gonna have more than number ones for any of these um you think they're gonna loop back around and do issue twos for any of these or? i don't think so because the way they introduced phantom X, this issue could have almost been an issue two for him but they looped him into it anyways. So I think, no, they're all going to... And see how, like, Doug was really prevalent in the Nightcrawler? I think these will all be issue ones, and then they're just going to keep moving the story yeah. forward. For sure. Um, should be interesting. Um, I'm starting to enjoy these, at least. Um, they're not random uh, fever dreams or, you know, stories about Douglas hanging out in the old X-Mansion. <laughs> with those weird, uh, what was this, the Siri? Siri, S-R-I-R-I. Siri or something like that? Siri, Siri. Like almost like space spider kind of. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Space scabs. So you talk to them and they're going to hang out. Him and Douglas. Nightcrawler will be there, but he won't be on screen. He'll be off panel. I want Nightcrawler. I want to do Nightcrawler issue two, and Nightcrawler just only has conversations off panel. So like his his, his like dialogue bubble will come on panel, but you'll never physically see Nightcrawler. Right. <laughs> but then on the panel, it's like on the cover of the issue, it's just Nightcrawler. It's just Nightcrawler. I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening here? It's just him shrugging and like question mark above his head. He's yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. Nightcrawler really issue Nightcrawler. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh... Where is uh? Uh, Juggernaut's got probably a couple single issues. Like oh, there's the, the Juggernaut, Juggernaut issue one, so that's not a giant size. That's, well, that's not giant size. That's an actual yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be multiple. So. 
That should be fun. We do, and that's before uh, Exoswords. I guess. Yeah, it leads into it. Leads into it. Yeah. So that should be fun. Uh, any other comments that you have? Thoughts? Uh, no. No, these were these were good. Even though they were strange, they're good. I like I like the pacing. I like the way they approached the backstory, especially in the Phantomox one, with trying to flush out some canon in a very organic way. They managed to make like a, a plot with the freaking Howling Commandos work. Which is would be weird because you're like, wait, this doesn't add up to any of the time frames, right? And yet they they, they did the ten year jump, the ten year jump, the ten year jump. It works. I like the nod back to uh, Morrison with the uh, Morrison designs of the two thousand X Men. Yeah, these are good. I want more of these. This is more good of this, stuff. less of the other stuff. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like the line that uh, Bob uh, Ned Ned that's his name um, yeah. says at the end when uh, when they mention you got some money waiting. He goes, "I don't need it. You keep it. Spend it. Whatever. Just don't give it to charity." Don't charity, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was good. I like Ned. I like Ned. That was a great, uh, well written character that isn't powerful, isn't uh, you know special, but well written and enjoyable. Well, and good thing you like him because I feel like they're setting him up to come back with the. It seems like it. It seems like it. He'll he'll play yeah. some role. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say out of the three, oddly enough, though. The Magneto one was kind of the weakest. Right? Like, it felt like Namor was in there a little shoehorned and didn't kind of work as much. Magneto didn't feel as badass. Phantom Max did feel badass in the other one, but also was very just entertaining to watch and just kind of comical in a sense that he was just so, like, passive about, hey, fuck everybody, I'm here for my own reasons. Hey man, you know Zillow and Redfin is really taking a lot of work out of these realtors, man. So I understand Magneto's pain. It's going <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the the housing market, the housing bubble is just ready to pop. Magneto's just trying to strike while the metal's hot. Much oh. much respect. Yes, <laughs> yes. Get at it. Get at it. Make that commission, uh, Magneto. But that'll do it for these giant size issues. Next week or next issue or next episode next thing where we talk with our mouths uh we will be doing x-men going back to x-men issue 10 right x-men 10 through 12 i believe yes yes 10 through yes. 12 we'll be doing that and then after that i believe we'll be doing wolverine we like, should probably yeah, do like, like three three through five yeah. yeah would be ideal um, so yeah, we'll it's super long because remember the other one right. like forty five pages. Let right? me look into those. If so, it's like a trade just... paperback, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if that's reasonable, then we'll dump it. we'll jump into that. So that'll be fine. I'm excited because that's more Percy. So yeah, and you know, this stuff has been good, but still, X Force probably holds the highest candle of all. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> that one definitely tickles my fancy the <laughs> most. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us this week, folks. We're catching up slowly, but surely we are rounding out these issues heading into X of Swords. And I don't know about slowly. I think we've ramped oh, up. We're picking up a big pace. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we picked up pretty hard. Uh, well, this week, I think we're... In the, the what the last like month alone, we've done like freaking like four, like 
25 issues? <laughs> like, I can't 12, even finish that. I want to say 12 uh, issues. So we did like six last week, and then oh, we did, did three yeah. this week, and then oh, the week right. before that, we did right. another six. So that was like. Oh, that's yeah, 24. 24, yeah, because we yeah. do two issues a week, two episodes a week. Yeah, and that's um, like six issues total. Yeah, yep, so we're, so we're blasting we through this. Yeah, we're making progress, folks. Making progress. Um, yeah, uh, tune in next time where we continue down the X-Men path uh that'll do it for us this week folks uh remember remember the robots will kill you but it's okay because fear is the mind killer so just let it happen don't don't quote dude in here that movie got pushed back yeah that movie got put i'm I'm a little i'm a little upset but yeah yeah that's that's for another talk well we'll (laughs) (laughs) let's be be real the robots are going to kill you phantom x is going to hire you for a job take you to the world and that's going to kill you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) don't accept a job from phantom x that's the moral phantom x is like i got a job for you you walk the other way He's gonna fucking snake oil it to you. I couldn't get the Avengers to do it. I only came to you because you're the most expendable. I mean, you're the most greatest group out there. <laughs> <laughs>